Hi, welcome to the seventh episode of Therapeutically Speaking, a podcast with three seasoned therapists and their perspective on a variety of topics. For episode seven, we've decided to tackle parenting, but not the whole subject of parenting, parenting other people's kids. Um, What are we specifically referring to when we say that? We're talking about blended families. We're talking about your friend's kids. We're talking about kids in public. And then we will be talking about also our perspective as therapists when we are working with families with kids who have behavioral issues. You all have these examples in your lives. And we're going to talk about um, the experiencing that, the the emotions and and thoughts and behaviors associated with that, but also what what are some things you can do to, to kind of address these things when appropriate. The three of us have different um, uh, experiences when it comes to parenting ourselves. I myself have an adopted 18-year-old son and a uh, 7-year-old biological daughter. Andre? I have two kids. One is 11 and one is 5. And um, I am divorced and uh, we share... Well, there's not really any custody. Yeah, 50-50 custody. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Lanessa here, no kids, but I do have cats. I was going to say, you better count your cats as your kids. <laughs> I do. I have four cats. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, I do have nieces and nephews in Arizona, Utah, and Texas. Big family. Big family. And um, I also have a big family myself, but um, my nuclear family, as it were, is just my oldest, who is out of the house already, and my our youngest, who obviously still currently lives with us. And um, you know, the, the, this topic came up when we were discussing ideas for a show based on our individual experiences, uh, not just over the break, but in recent recent months. Uh, Vanessa has some had some stories to share. We all would, but look to generalize it. We all have, we all see it, right? We see the kid in the throwing the tantrum in the supermarket and the parent who is not handling it well. And, um, you know, what do you do? And then there's examples of your, your friends come over and your kids are well-behaved and sitting there and they're sharing and they're interacting well. And the other, Parent kids are running around the house and they're getting into things and they're not listening to their parents and the parents are just sitting there. Yeah, um, yeah, and you probably saw a lot of this over the holidays. You know, because yeah, you're with everybody and everybody else's kids. <laughs> so, yeah, or you're at a nice dinner, minding your own business, and uh, you get a nice little kick to the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> that happen. And the mom never did anything about it. Uh, so, oh, um, oh, wow. yeah. so when we talk about <laughs> when we talk about um, behavior management or behavior modification, which is a more psychological term, behaviors that are reinforced are going to continue, mm-hmm. and so that kick to the gut that got no verbal response or intervention from the parent, what does that kid think? That it's okay. To that do it's that. okay. Yeah, and um, that can be frustrating when you are a a more involved parent is that the word? Educated, like yeah. educated, more authoritative yeah. style. Yeah. Style. Mm-hmm. I think that authoritative is a little strong. 
Well, no, authoritative is yeah. the, the parenting style that that's firm yeah. and yeah. firm expectations, um, but still leaves room for nurturing and comfort. But as a, whereas authoritarian is mm-hmm. like the military, you know, this is my way or highway, which right. yeah leads to other problems. Yeah, I always think about how I was raised, and when I was a little girl. Um, going to other people's homes. I stayed close to my grandparents. I waited until I was given permission to explore the house or play mm-hmm. a game with another kid. Mm-hmm. I would never dream of going through people's things in their home. Or if I broke something, I would feel really terrible about it. And then it, we all, we all, all had those experiences with those kids who the exact opposite. What are, I mean, what are you to do? When is it appropriate to to intervene? Yeah, and I mean, the, or to do nothing at all, not intervene. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bring it to the generation thing, but I mean, I was raised in the eighties, and so was Aaron mm-hmm. and kind of Lenessa. She's a youngie. She's the young one in the in the group. But we kind of in the eighties, it was kind of like you know, still were people playing out in the streets, oh, yeah. and you know, the neighbor could come over and parent you. That was okay, and, and slap you back into shape, you know. Um, hey, what are you doing over there? Oh, you know, we had neighborhood watch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, I feel like it was more um, accepted. And then, you know, especially if you're, like, from a small town or whatnot, you know, the coach of your kid's baseball team was probably your neighbor too. So it was, like, everybody kind of, like, it was a community, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I'm personally bummed that we're kind of gotten away from that. Um, there's a lot of judgment on everything and people are staying kind of silent, but I'm, I guess I'm still pulling the eighties yeah. well, I mean, way. I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's our perspective. We were right. That was the, you know, and, and I, w- I would say this though, just to, not to take away from what you said, because everything mm-hmm. you said, I think is hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Remember when we were growing up, we were hearing from our parents, how easy we had it and how, Society is collapsing, you know. Yeah. Nobody's taking, you know. It's yeah. the same old. Yeah, crap, that's true. But given the the, um, I mean, given what we've seen in the last thirty some years, oh god, it's more than that. How is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, damn. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's truth to that. Obviously, the community, as we knew it, mm-hmm. is pretty scarce. You know. Yeah, I mean, so so the question really is, you know, how do you deal with that? You know. Um, I mean, I, I mean Lennis has had a couple situations I've had a couple situations with um, friends kids and I just see some of the stuff they're doing and I'm just like oh my gosh um, now some I, of it I, I just thought of this and you guys let me know what you think some of it is temperament right you yes. have kids who were born so mm-hmm. the concept of temperament is just kind of a it's a it's it's not loose but it's, it's a it, thought is like you're born with certain traits some kids are high, strong, and mm-hmm. high energy from get-go, from the birth, mm-hmm. whereas other kids, you know, you hear about the babies who never cry, and they're super laid back. So some of that's there. How much of it do these behaviors develop because the parent, because the kid is a certain way, and the parent has just kind of developed this? Well, you're talking nature and nurture now. Well, not exactly. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. But it's nature and nurture, so that, that's my point. Mm-hmm. If the kid's born high-strung, um, when I say high strung, I mean like they're easily mm-hmm. agitated. Mm-hmm. They're hard to control. Can't manage their emotions. They're hard, yeah. And how much of it is the parents developing their own because of that kid? They're doing the best they can, but the kid is just. And right. then by the time they get to eight, nine, ten, they're jumping off staircases and you know wrestling and stuff in your living room. When you're like, that is not what we do here in this house. I mean, I've done that with kids before. 
where I've had the little ones and be like, guys, we don't do that in this house. That is not how we do things. I do it sternly. I do eye contact. I don't yell. And they're genuinely, these kids are genuinely surprised. Like, yeah. what? You know, the, you, it's not okay to jump off the, yeah. the you know, the, the couch into the, into the <laughs> yeah. you know, ottoman. And like, no, and they generally don't understand yeah. that that's a rule. And then they stop. But yeah. it doesn't work so easy with the parents sometimes. The parents yeah. are, you know, if the kid stop jumping on the thing, but the kid has learned for the past six years that mm-hmm. technically it is okay to jump off the couch because they only say something every eight or nine times I do it, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That just came to my head. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking more. So I used to do multi-systemic therapy before. And when I think about what one of the drivers is for no parenting or poor parenting, a lot of times people try to make up for really strict parenting or really physically um, aggressive um, parents that were like manage them that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's a good point. Um, I mean, the whole, I think the whole, um, uh, we, could do, we could do multiple shows on, on parenting styles and, and the outcomes. Uh, we're definitely working on an attachment series, series on attachment. Just briefly, the, the attachment theory is, 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 a, is, a, is a developmental psychology um, field where, uh, you know, you look at the, the attachment styles that, parents and their kids have and it, it's based on a whole bunch of issues with, and it's why we've got to really work on that right. those shows to kind of present it in a way that that's understandable and makes sense to maybe someone who doesn't have a you know yeah. Yeah. firm knowledge of the subject but anyway um attachment issues certainly have it if you have that secure kind of attachment with your kid they're going to be more responsive to your interventions whether they be behavioral or other and um Definitely. But this is about parenting other people's kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do when you see that kid that's out of control and for some reason they're your Christmas dinner or they're they're in your life to the point where, you know, you have to deal with it. Right. And for me it would be like for me it would be like play dates. So like if you if you had you had visitors to your home, like it's a one time thing, mm-hmm. it might be a little different, but yeah. we're talking about family friends, the neighbor. we're talking about your people who you're gonna interact in with. Right. Quite regularly, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do with that? You've got a kid who's got who's clearly out of. Well, I like your idea, Erin, of like setting the ground rules for your home if Mm -hmm. it's your home, Mm -hmm. and letting people know what you do and you don't do in the home. Um, And then beyond that, there's really really much you can do. I think that um, if it's family, sometimes I have some family members that let me parent their kids. Um, Have you had conversations with them about that? No, or you just do it? I just do it. Okay. And so, and <laughs> like, I, like I was legit doing timeouts and stuff. Just the kids were fighting and, and I just So this is from this past? Own. This is, yeah, from a few years ago. Because okay. um, this particular family member decided that when she was visiting, she could just sleep in and, uh, and her kids could do whatever. And so they, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I kind of <laughs> overfunctioned. And um, decided to wake up and parent. Were you able to do that without too much stress? Mm. Good question. No. Okay. I was very resentful after uh, they left. Um, but then later on, I was realizing my role in that is that I never talked to that family member and mm. said, 
while they're in my home, you need to continue parenting them because that's not my role. Mm-hmm. But, right. you know, yeah. So it's I'm, kind of sticky icky. Well, I don't know. Oh, it is. It, but I do, I, I think I totally agree having that conversation, if you can, if it's safe yeah. to have that conversation with that person without them, you know, getting too resentful themselves. Or, or do it anyway, and that's just the way it goes. I, I just thought of a point because um, when you're – sometimes you don't have to parent. You have to parent your child. Yeah. So um, I've got uh, – you know, my daughter likes some play dates and whatnot, and you got <clears throat> this one kid comes over and has some particular issues, and she comes running back to me. Mommy, mommy, she made me cry, and she hit me. And she, Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Because these kids are going to be everywhere. Yeah. Your child is going uh, – so yeah. I focus back on – like you said, Lanessa is excellent. What are the house rules? If you, you know, if you break the house rules, I'm going to have to call your mom. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to have to talk to your mom about this. So I go straight to the mom you know, yeah. versus like you're – because yeah. what's I going to do? No. Right? No. Yeah. So – and then just help my daughter manage her emotions and her being upset is like – this kid, wow, this kid. And mommy, and you know what else? She gets to sleep until she doesn't have to go to bed till 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And you know what else, mom? She has nine iPads. And you, it's like, <laughs> I, I, you know, with my oldest, that would have been an unsuccessful or a very difficult thing to, because he's very, he just has his own way of thinking and mm-hmm. there's, there's issues there. But my youngest, it's, and she's still young. But she would do. She's done that before, you know. So and so gets to stay up to this late, and she got. The, and I said, "Sweetie, that every family's different, right? And every family has different mm-hmm. rules, mm-hmm. and these are our rules." And she's cool with it. Whereas my older one would have, when he was her age, would have been arguing and fussing, and she just goes, oh, "Okay," and saunters off down the hall because she's got that really easy temperament, as opposed to her brother who does. But not. also, you give your <laughs> child one-on-one attention. Yeah. So, and that one-on-one attention, that quality time, you know, mommy and me time, daddy and me time, whatever. I mean, it really pays off in the end, even, you know, 10 minutes a night, whatnot, they, they're going to be more responsive to you. And, and but my, again, in my experience is based on attachment stuff, which mm-hmm. again, we will talk about in future episodes. So, right. But back to the other, okay. So what about another scenario? Okay. I talked about a scenario where there's like a play date. What about like you're in the grocery store that happens so much or in the mall or it's like, Sometimes our job is a curse because we're walking around like, and our brains are going, "Oh gosh, what, why is that kid screaming? You know, <laughs> being abused, or the, like sometimes tr- yeah. little triggers go off on our heads, and we have to like pretty much not say anything about it." But you know, that's the way it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I've more than often than not been in those situations that I've talked about in the past where I'm like. Mm-mm, not today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm here to buy shoes and not to have a free session. So, yeah, and, I mean, I unless they get blinders on sometimes when I'm out in public. Yeah, but like, what, Obviously what if, if I they saw come? something significant, like a yeah, like yeah, a punch or something horrible, that but, that would be different. But just the inappropriate, yell, you know, arguing with them and calling, you know, calling out and being completely obnoxious. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, but what I'm talking about, like, if they're like, you know, in the grocery store. And there's like a kid in front of you, or actually the plane is a better example. Oh yeah. What do you do <laughs> on the plane when there's like a screaming child and like, I mean, there's a kid with MR behind you who's knocking your 
dining tray back. Right. And you get mad and you realize that they have intellectual disabilities and you can't be mad. Oh. Well, um, I mean, I don't, I can't think of any specific. Really? Oh, okay. What did you do? <laughs> yeah, what did you do with that? I just like, turned around, I was like, let it go. And then I realized who that kid was. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got issues. Yeah. Would you, just, would you ever um, just kind of calmly and Kindly say to the parent, hey, is there any, it looks like you're having a hard time right here. Is there yeah. anything I can do to help? Yes, I think that's good. You know what? One time I was on a plane and um, I don't remember which kid is with. That's what happens when you. <laughs> but the, the story's there. And this lady just like, she just gave me a look and just reached out her arms and I just handed her my child because. I've it, seen that before. It, it, it works yeah. because it's sometimes your kid is acting out for you. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then it just takes another mom that understands. So I just say, you know, reach out the arms. I mean, I don't think it's that freaky on a plane because no. it's like you're not going to run gonna anywhere with you're the a kid. Mom, you're going to know. You're going to yeah. you're going to know that yeah. this person's completely. Okay. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. That. You know, I've um, it's just really tricky with the with um, you know, neighbors or or family members or whoever that have the kids with particular mental health issues. Yeah. You know, um, ADHD I'm right. thinking of, you know, those kind of things because you want to tell them, I mean, as a therapist, you want to go, well, if you'd follow a diet, if you get them to bed on time, if you, you know, you want to tell them all these things, but then you don't want to be a complete. No. And people have to be ready to hear yes. your stuff. And if they're not, there, yes. it's, it's going to be deaf ears. So yeah. you kind of just have to, you know, deal with their child kind of, like I said, by teaching your child how to mm-hmm. deal with their child. Yep. And then like when that parent is kind of ready and kind of, you know, cause they know yeah. what you, if they know what you do, yeah. you know, they're eventually, and then you can, well, Hey, you know, I can, I can send you a link or make that. a referral or make a referral mm-hmm. or give them a pamphlet. Just kidding. I did that. No, I'm serious. Mom, I think that's excellent. She was not ready for it. Oh no. She was coincidentally, Aaron's wearing a Tabasco shirt, but my sister-in-law Oh my gosh, I'm breaking some anonymity here. Anyway, <laughs> homegirl was upset with my nephew and she put hot sauce in his mouth. Shut uh, Yeah, I've heard that one. Ooh, I got my mouth washed out of- with soap when I said a bad word when I was like 10. Yeah. That's like so old school. But Did you ever get your really mouth washed out with soap? Uh, no, always threatened. It never happened. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. old, old, old school. Old school. <laughs> well, and it's even worse when they tell you to go pick out the belt or go get the belt yourself. Yeah, that's super old school. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's add a layer of humiliation to this. Right, right. So before we this end. This is not this. that we are for corporal oh, punishment. No, 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 no. Um, I never learned anything. But there's, there's a subject <laughs> that I think is super important, especially, you know, today, last 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. is the um, issue of blended families. Yes. So when we talk about what we mean when we talk about that is we mean you know um, you know parents divorce happens mm-hmm. all the time unfortunately and then they get into a new relationship and either get married or don't mm-hmm. but now you've got kids from your marriage ex marriage and kids from or, or maybe just a step parent without mm-hmm. kids or a step parent with kids which that's a little bit more complicated but what what are the recommendations for blended family? Um, there's just, you know, there's just so many dynamics with that. Yeah. You know, there's like so many different scenarios that we can explain, you know, I mean, you can have Isn't the general rule, like seven years, like the, the, this other co-parent or step person needs to be in their life for so long mm. and then they can maybe start. I've never heard that, but I, I do remember. Oh, access to I mean, it, it makes sense, maybe. but what I, I remember learning is that in my you know systems classes is that 
the, the recommendation is that the bio parent continues to do the the disciplining and the you know correcting behaviors until the step parent has established that that role firmly. Mm. And the, in order to do that, is you know obviously communicating with your partner and, and going over scenarios and you know. I don't see any of my friends doing that, by the way. Well, no, I'm saying I just remember that being because I've never That's experienced, excellent, I've never experienced yeah. this in my life. Yeah. That's happened mm-hmm. um, in practice. Obviously, I have, but but not as much as. Well, it's just, you, but you guys, come on. We are three of us. La, licensed marriage and family therapist. Yes. The, statistically, fifty percent. I think more sixty percent divorce rate. I mean. Everybody is divorced. I know that's like a general statement, but everybody, except you, Aaron. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, so it's like these blended families are right. happening more and more and more. And it's just like, they just, okay, here you are. And now you've got these other two kids. I mean, and, it's, it's, it's safe to say more often than not, it's yeah. a successful transition and everybody's, everybody deals with it. And, you know, there's not like these major family fractures, right? Well, I think that a lot of, um, you know, uh, dads and moms are kind of understanding that they don't just walk in and become dad. They're respecting that. I think, I think we're much more educated than we have been because there's been more divorce Mm -hmm. versus like the fifties when it's like, you're divorced. What do you do with that? You know, Well, when I think of bad situations where the blending hasn't happened so much, Mm -hmm. I think the common denominator is poor communication yes. between the couple yes, mm-hmm. and like also respect between the couple mm-hmm. because I think if stepdad or mom or whoever is not respected by the other partner as like being yeah. responsible and having something to bring to the family, then the kids pick up on that and right. they're not going to listen to them either. Which is going to add stress to that relationship. Yeah. And then, and then, don't forget our favorite, the triangulation, yeah, where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, your dad did this. Oh, your dad didn't show up today to pick you up to take yeah. you to baseball practice. Yeah, well, he's a piece of you know. Well, we always recommend a service. Do not badmouth the other parent. Never yes, in never. front of the children. Don't don't badmouth them. Period. If you got yeah, you chose them in the first place. I always say. But if you you know you got to you did. Yeah. It's like now you're going to badmouth them. You have two children with them. Come on. Right. The kids pick up on that as well as mm-hmm. the instability more often than anything else is that the, there's these two, two forces that are parents that aren't seeing eye to eye in any way, shape or form. And, and what's a kid going to do? Yeah. They're yeah. going to exploit that. It and makes the, both of you look bad. Yeah. They're going to exploit it and they're going to make, they're going to find some sort of, you know, Advantage. Um, stability. Yeah. They're, they're going to figure it out. So. But there's there's all these types of, like I was saying before, there's all these types of dynamics that can go on. Like, okay, so now you've got the, the, the new blended family and then like the the bio mom is jealous of the new wife, okay? Yeah. And then because a new wife is getting closer to her daughter, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe just because she spends more time with her for, yeah. for whatever the custody arrangement. But I, I'm just saying like all these types of different scenarios happen Back to you, Melissa, about the communication and the processing. And if you can see a therapist, we always recommend that. Yes, we do. So some things up. Parenting other people's children can lead to resentment. It can mm-hmm. lead to undue stress. It can lead to all kinds of issues for the kids and the caregivers. We didn't mention one thing, which is the countertransference. What yeah. about all of a sudden you're parenting these other two kids and you're having all these emotions like, I don't know. I don't like what's happening there. Or I do. How do you do? How do you manage that? You know, parenting therapy. Therapy is the answer. Yeah. Processing it with someone else. 
Right. Definitely. You guys have any final thoughts? Therapy. Therapy. is <laughs> the answer. And keep listening to our podcast because we, uh, we, we throw the knowledge. We have lots of answers. <laughs> well, yeah. but keep, you guys keep listening. To you must try them out first, though. Subscribe with, with your provider. Remember, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Anchor. Adding more every day. Hit up our Insta account. Aruba. Therapeutically speaking, on Instagram, that means at. Oh, okay. Aruba? They're both bilingual. Aruba, yes. Aruba. Not Arriba. Like the islands? All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Keep tuning in. Subscribe and share. Thanks.